Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're waking up this morning to a full-on war against your right to bear arms. Joe Biden is now considering, quote, executive action on gun control. All of this because of what we now know about the shooter in Colorado. An ISIS sympathizer who hated Donald Trump decided to go in and shoot up a Boulder, Colorado grocery store and kill 10 people. And the answer, Biden's answer to this act of an individual that came from Syria that was apparently an ISIS sympathizer is to take away guns from all law-abiding citizens. And before we knew anything about this individual, it was almost like the Democrats had decided no matter what happens when there is the next, quote, shooting, We're going to go for gun control because we're not going to let an opportunity disappear from us. Never let an opportunity be wasted. Never let a tragedy be wasted when you can push something political. And by the way, we've got all the tweets of all the liberals who claim that the shooter was, quote, a white Trump supporter before they knew anything because this is identity politics, right? Identity politics is the left. It is raging with the left. And the left had come out immediately saying that this tragedy was going to be caused by a white Trump supporter. Let me give you an example of just some of the things that were said. Those who claim the shooter was either, quote, white or a Trump supporter. And then they were just shocked when actually they found out it was actually someone that was anti-Trump and someone that apparently is an ISIS sympathizer. Here's an example of one of those tweets. The shooter was taken into custody. In other words, it was almost certainly a white man again. If he were black or brown, he would be dead. 
That coming from Amy Siskin. David Hoffman tweeted out, I'll bet anyone my salary right now that the shooter in Boulder is a right-wing MAGA white male. Again, identity politics. Nope, it's not. It's a guy from Syria, a guy that's an IBA sympathizer, and a guy who hates Donald Trump based on what was on his Facebook page. Let's go to the niece of the Vice President of the United States of America and her verified Twitter account, Mina Harris. She tweeted out, The Atlanta shooting was not even a week ago. Violent white men are the greatest terrorist threat in our country. That's what you call racism. That tweet has since been deleted because, oops, she was wrong. Let's go to another verified account, Dr. Oni Blackstone. People will continue to die just so that white men can own guns and reinforce the power they already have. Guess what? The guy who did the shooting, not white. Let's go to Rosanna Arquette. You know, she's an actress. Call it what it is. White supremacist domestic terrorism. This was all tweeted out, of course, before we knew anything that had happened because the narrative of the identity politics was already set. They were organized. They were prepared. They were ready to pounce. D.L. Hewley, he won't lose a job over this. He won't not appear in movies or do stand-up. No, no, no. He'll keep all his jobs. He tweeted out, a white-armed mass murderer has a better chance surviving an encounter with the police than a black dude holding a phone. Guess what? He was wrong. Don't worry. He won't lose a job over the identity politics and the racist tweet that he sent out against white people. George Hahn, also verified Twitter account. He's famous, right? When a white guy with an AR-15 shoots and kills a bunch of people, is the motive really... Is the motive really relevant? Then he says in all caps, spoiler alert on the motive. He was having feelings, anger, invisibility, impotence, i.e. not special. Again, not even true at all. Julia DeCaro, she's also an author. She tweeted out extremely tired of people's lives depending on whether a white man with an AR-15 is having a good day or not. Now, notice that they're already naming the gun before they even knew what gun was used. And that didn't matter either because you had the president of the United States of America. They were locked and loaded. They were ready to go. Whatever the next tragedy is, we're going to use it to come after law-abiding citizens' guns regardless of what the actual story is here. Helma Javier, another famous person on social media, quote, it's always an angry white man, always. Guess what? It wasn't an angry white man. It was an ISIS sympathizer guy that came from Syria. But hey, let's keep pushing the racist narrative. Julie DeCaro, she also wrote this, and they are always angry about women. Angry about women. What did this have to do with women? Again, this guy hated Donald Trump. This guy who did this was an ISIS sympathizer from what we understand. Extremely tired of people's lives, depending on whether a white man with an AR is having a good or bad day. Yes. All of these people, all these idiots on the left immediately jumped to politicize the tragic Boulder shooting to push their narrative to take away guns from law-abiding citizens and to attack in a racist way white people. You want to know why there's so much division in this country? It's not because of white conservatives. It's because of these psychotic lefties who attack now white men Every time they get a chance, even if it's not a white man that's committed the heinous crime. 
Look at what happened in Atlanta. What happened in Atlanta was horrific. It was tragic. But it was an individual that has clearly said, I went in to go kill the sex workers because they've ruined my life and I'm addicted to sex. And they took all my money and they were destroying my life. None of what I just said had anything to do with the race of an individual. Nevertheless, on social media, we jumped all to conclusions about Asian Americans, Asian Americans. This is racism, 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 racism. And the dude who did the crimes like, no, I was addicted to sex. I went into these parlors to get sexual favors done. They ruined my life. I decided to go kill these sex workers. It was not motivated by the fact they were Asian American. It was motivated by the fact that they were in the sex industry. And he said they ruined his life. Obviously not a reason to kill people. But that's the real reason. And they're like, no, 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 it can't be true. We must use it in any politics. We must politicize this. We must demand that we stop the violence against the Asian American community immediately. And the guy's like, hold on a second. It had nothing to do with them being Asian. Doesn't matter. That's the narrative. We're the media. We're selling it. But I'm telling you, I was just addicted to sex. I was, I, and these people were giving me that sex and I was paying them. They ruined my life. That's why I went and killed them. Nope, sorry. We're going to hijack the real reason why you did this and turn it into a political identity race issue. Thank you for being here and giving us an example. So now we can push our leftist agenda. And they did it again less than a week later. They, took, they pushed the narrative for their advantage so that they could do what they want to do, which is get rid of law-abiding citizens' guns. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear. 
navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never seen before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can thank the Democratic Party and you can thank the media for this divisiveness. They've been stoking the fires of division and racism for decades now, and now what you're seeing is the fruits of their labor. You want to talk about the real issues here? The real issue here clearly has to deal with the issue of mental illness and apparently terrorism. And the, and the only political question at this point is this. Is ISIS making a comeback under the President of the United States of America, Joe Biden? That's the real issue that everyone should be concerned about here. But no, no, no. We got we to gotta push a, a, a racial agenda that this guy was white, even though he's not. We got to blame white men for it, even though he's not. And we got to take away rights of law-abiding citizens because of the actions of an ISIS sympathizer who, by the way, hated Donald Trump. You want to attack political beliefs here, attack the political beliefs of the left, because this guy was a lefty, not a righty. And the leftist narrative was shattered because of truth about this Colorado shooting suspect as it was revealed. They don't care, though. They're going to keep going for your guns. This was a horrific shooting Monday in Boulder, Colorado at this supermarket. But the reality is it was done by a prominent left winger who hated Trump and who was apparently an ISIS sympathizer. And the left-wing media and the figures uh, of, of social media rushed to Twitter to denounce this act. Just kidding, they didn't. They didn't jump to Twitter to denounce this heinous act and to mourn the 10 people that were killed, but instead they decided to come out and attack the shooter because of his skin color, and they got that wrong. They said this was white supremacy. They got it wrong. They said it was an angry white man. They got that wrong. They said it was a right winger. They got that wrong. They said it was a Trump supporter. They got that wrong. They said it was the only thing they got right was the fact that he was a male. Now, remember, they didn't even say he was a man. They said he was a white male. He was a MAGA male. He was a Trump supporter male. They got everything wrong. Doesn't matter today. We're moving possibly through executive order to take away our guns. So regardless of the fact that Joe Biden has now decided to pounce on this tragedy to push gun control measures that very well may have not done anything to stop the shooting that happened in Colorado, they're also deciding to look over what we do know, the actual facts about this Syrian-born gunman, Ahmad Alisa, 21, We also know a lot about him now, and this is just in the last few hours. We know that the FBI was new about him. He was on their, quote, radar screen. And and before we get into who he is as a gunman, I want you to understand something else. I want you to understand the laws so so that you really, really get it of what is already happening in Colorado. Colorado as a state already has everything that the left is demanding when it comes to gun control. Colorado has universal background checks. 
which is what they're pushing for. So we clearly know that universal background checks did not stop the shooter. We know that the shooting suspect has been described as paranoid by his own family. We know that Colorado also has red flag gun seizure laws. That didn't work either. We know that Colorado already has high capacity magazine bans. That didn't help either. We also know a pass a passing gun control grade from the Gabby Giffords Courage Foundation. That's her organization, right? The former congresswoman who was shot. We know that Colorado gives a A, a passing gun control grade, an A, the best you can get from her. And still it didn't stop this ISIS sympathizer, this anti-Trump lunatic, Ahmad Alalisa, from murdering Americans. I want you to just think about that. So an ISIS sympathizer shot up this grocery store, killed 10 people, and Joe Biden, the left's answer is, hey, blame white men for this. Take away all the white man's guns and take away guns from all law-abiding citizens. So let's talk about who this guy is, right? Because it doesn't fit their narrative at all, but it doesn't matter. They pounced anyway because they were ready. Whenever we have something, never let a tragedy go to waste. That's the Democrats' motto. Never let a tragedy go to waste. We have a Syrian-born gunman, 21 years old, known to the FBI, and ranted about Islamophobic individuals. He even ranted about people, Islamophobes, hacking his phone before killing 10 at this Boulder grocery store with an assault rifle he bought one week ago, which complied with all the laws, the extreme gun control laws in Colorado. He opened fire at this King grocery store at 2.40 p.m. He killed two people in the parking lot before entering the store where he killed another eight people. His motive is still, quote, unknown, the media says. When he surrendered police, he asked to speak to his mother. In Facebook posts over the last 18 months, he complained that he didn't have a girlfriend and hated Donald Trump. Hold on a second. Let's go back to all the famous people and all the elected officials. He said it's an angry white man that loves Trump. It's a MAGA supporter that loves Trump. It's a white angry man with a gun that supports Trump. It's a MAGA person. Oh, wait, he hated Trump? Whoops. This man's brother also told the Daily Beast he was, quote, very antisocial and had been paranoid since high school. Since high school. He described him as mentally ill and said he'd been bullied in school and that it was not politically motivated, the attack. His sister-in-law said she'd seen him playing with a gun recently but did not suspect him of violence. So you got a sister who says he's playing with a gun. You got a brother who says he's mentally ill and has been bullied and, that he, and, and saying that his brother was very antisocial and he was paranoid since high school. And, you, and, and again, we had the laws to take this gun away from this guy in Colorado and no one turned him in. The victims ranged in age from 20 to 65. Among them was a police officer, shoppers, and people who were getting their COVID-19 vaccines. Let's take away guns. Let's do it right now, folks. Let's, let's claim he's an evil white guy, even though he's not a white guy. President Biden immediately came out, called for a nationwide ban on assault rifles and tighter laws on background checks. The background check system worked for this guy when he got his gun. He didn't do it illegally. The background check worked. So we're going to we're going to pass a law that would have no bearing on this shooting. You want to know you want to talk about what being a sick individual looks like when you use a actual tragedy with 10 people dying to push something that, you know, if implemented, would have had no impact on stopping the event that just happened. That is pure political evil. That is sadistic in my mind. You take a tragedy, 
You sell the public that you're going to fix this from happening again by passing a law that you know if enacted, which it already was in Colorado, would have had no bearing on stopping what just happened, and you push it anyway. You push it anyway. This guy, we had the red flags, folks. He was known to the FBI, had ranted online about racist Islamophobes hacking his phone. This guy wanted to speak to his mother after surrendering to police, having stripped off and laid down his AR Ruger. He had a handgun and tactical vest in the supermarket aisles. He took it all off on purpose. He didn't want to die. He just wanted to kill a bunch of people. He was a high school wrestler who was described by his family as mentally ill. They didn't turn him in. They didn't say, hey, maybe this guy shouldn't have a gun while he's playing with a gun the last week. The guy was born in Syria, moved to the U.S. when he was three. He now lives in Colorado, 30 miles from the grocery store he targeted. 2.40 on Monday, open fired on the King grocery store in Boulder. Killed a police officer. You don't see any of those in the media, by the way, supporting or defending or thanking the police, do you? I'm still waiting for the headlines to come out about that hero police officer. Go look for those. Nope, not the story. We got to go for guns now. It's all about gun control. Must go for the guns. Guns are everything. Police officer killed. Don't worry about the police officer. Take the guns. Don't worry about the isosemitizer, the guy who hated Donald Trump. Take the guns. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame 
thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just take a listen to Joe Biden and what Joe Biden had to say right after this shooting happened. We don't know much at the point when Joe Biden decided to talk. It didn't matter because Joe Biden is going to go after guns. We don't know if, the, if what he's pushing would have had any impact on the shooter. It doesn't matter. Because we're going to go after the guns. We were using, we're not going to miss an opportunity to use a tragedy to push an agenda, regardless of if that agenda would actually have any impact at all on this shooting that took place. And everybody's doing this together. The media's doing it. The Democrats are doing it. Social media influencers are doing it. Blame it on a MAGA guy. Blame it on a Trump supporter. Blame it on a white guy. Blame it on... A white supremacist. All of it wrong. Doesn't matter. Keep going. We got to get these guns. And you listen to Biden as he comes out. It's almost like they had pre-prepared this. Like, hey, go ahead and get the speech ready for whenever there is another event that we can then capitalize on to demand gun control. Thirdly, I want to be very clear. This is the one thing I do know enough to say on in terms of what's happened there. While we're still waiting for more information regarding the shooter, his motive, the weapons he used, the guns, the magazines, the weapons, the modifications that apparently have taken place to those weapons that are involved here, I don't need to wait another minute, let alone an hour, to take common sense steps that will save the lives in the future and to urge my colleagues in the House and Senate to act. We can ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines in this country once again. I got that done when I was a senator. It passed. It was law for the longest time. And it brought down these mass killings. We should do it again. We can close the loopholes in our background check system, including the Charleston loophole. That's one of the best tools we have right now to prevent gun violence. The Senate should immediately pass, let me say it again, the United States Senate, I hope some are listening, should immediately pass the two House passed bills that close loopholes in the background check system. These are bills that receive votes of both Republicans and Democrats in the House. This is not and should not be a partisan issue. This is an American issue. It will save lives, American lives, and we have to act. We should also ban assault weapons in the process. All right. So we're going to do all these things that they say are going to stop this shooting from happening. They had background checks. The ones that they're talking about in Colorado already in place didn't stop the shooting. So why are we going to pass the law nationwide that would have not stopped the shooting? Because this isn't about stopping the shooting. This is about taking away rights of law abiding citizens. They're not making us safer by doing what they just said. Know that. This is, this is saying 
because of this, we're going to do something else that would not stop what just happened by telling you that we're going to stop what just happened. Senator Ted Cruz did an excellent job yesterday of making it abundantly clear that what they're selling you is a total bag of lies. And he obliterated the left's push for gun control using this tragic boulder shooting with facts. Take a listen. Once again, we wake up to a horrific act of mass murder. All of us lift up in prayer the families in Boulder, Colorado, families in Atlanta that lost their lives, including the police officer in Boulder, Colorado. I can tell you in Texas, we've seen far too many of these. I was in Santa Fe the morning of that shooting. Santa Fe High School is less than an hour from my house. I was in El Paso at the Walmart for yet another senseless mass murder. I was in Dallas where five police officers were murdered by a radical. I was in Sutherland Springs in that beautiful sanctuary where a monster murdered innocent people. I've been to too damn many of these. Senator from Connecticut just said, it's time for us to do something. I agree. It is time for us to do something. And every time there's a shooting, we play this ridiculous theater where this committee gets together and proposes a bunch of laws that would do nothing to stop these murders. Senator from Connecticut just said the folks on the other side of the aisle have no solutions. Well, the senator from Connecticut knows that is false. And he knows that's false because Senator Grassley and I together introduced legislation, Grassley-Cruz, targeted at violent criminals, targeted at felons, targeted at fugitives, targeted at those with serious mental disease to stop them from getting firearms, to put them in prison when they try to illegally buy guns. What happens in this committee after every mass shooting is Democrats propose taking away guns from law-abiding citizens because that's their political objective. But what they propose, not only does it not reduce crime, it makes it worse. The jurisdictions in this country with the strictest gun control have among the highest rates of crime and murder. When you disarm law-abiding citizens, you make them more likely to be victims. If you want to stop these murders, go after the murderers. Grassley Cruz came to a vote on the floor of the Senate in 2013. It got a majority vote on the floor of the Senate. 52 senators voted for Grassley-Cruz in the Harry Reid Democratic Senate. Nine Democratic senators voted for Grassley-Cruz, the most bipartisan support of any of the comprehensive legislation. So why did it pass into law? Because Democratic senators, including many of the senators in this room, including the senator from Connecticut, who just said Republicans have no answers, filibustered the law and prevented it from passing, demanded 60 votes. If Grassley-Cruz had passed into law, Sutherland Springs very likely would not have happened. Why is that? Because the shooter there, the murderer there, had a conviction in the Air Force that the Obama Air Force failed to report to the background check system, and Grassley-Cruz mandated an audit of all of the convictions to make sure the background check database has those felonies in it. Not only that, Grassley-Cruz mandated that when a felon tries to illegally buy a firearm, that the Department of Justice prosecute them. 
The Department of Justice has a long and I think indefensible practice of not prosecuting felons and fugitives who try to illegally buy guns. If Grassley Cruz had passed, the gun crimes task force that it had created would have charged prosecutors with going after gun criminals, locking them up, and putting them in prison. That's how we prevent these. Now, we will learn in the coming days and weeks the exact motivation of the murderers in Atlanta and Boulder, Colorado. We'll learn what happened there. But we already know this pattern is predictable over and over and over again. There are steps we can take to stop these crimes. And you know what the steps aren't? The steps aren't disarming law-abiding citizens. Every year, firearms are used in a defensive capacity to defend women, children, families, roughly a million times a year in the United States. And the Democrats who want to take away the guns from those potential victims would create more victims of crimes, not less. I agree it's a time for actions. And by the way, I don't apologize for thoughts or prayers. I will lift up in prayer people who are hurting. And I believe in the power of prayer. And the contempt of Democrats for prayers is an odd sociological thing. But I also agree thoughts and prayers alone are not enough. We need action. Today, Chair Chairman Grassley and I are introducing again Grassley Cruz. And I would ask Senate Democrats, including some of our newer colleagues who just got here, not to participate again in the shameful filibuster that this body engaged in in 2013. Let's target the bad guys, the felons, the fugitives, those with mental disease. Let's put them in jail. Let's stop them from getting guns. Let's not scapegoat innocent law-abiding citizens, and let's not target their constitutional rights. Ted Cruz, absolutely right, by the way. Why would you target law-abiding citizens in this country and scapegoat them when they have done absolutely nothing wrong instead of actually stopping people from getting these guns who are the psychopaths that he just mentioned because democrats don't really want to stop this crap they want to take away your right to bear arms why do you think they came out so quickly attacking conservatives white men lying about the motive behind this individual saying it's a white guy why do you think they did that? Because they were already, they, they were all, this was already orchestrated. They were already ready to pounce. They were already ready to come out. And, and, and no matter what the actual news was, it doesn't matter what the real news is. It doesn't matter what the real motive is. They were going to not let this tragedy go to waste to push their political agenda that very well would have nothing to do with stopping this shooter. Because they hate the fact that law-abiding citizens in this country can protect and defend themselves. And you, apparently, are public enemy number one, especially if you're white, which is racist. Their words, not mine. Their words, not mine. Must be a white MAGA guy. Nope, guy hated Donald Trump. Must be a white man with a gun. Nope, a guy from Syria. Not a conservative at all. It's a guy who hates Trump. And apparently is an ISIS sympathizer. You want to know what Vice President Harris is doing? They're focused. They're coming after your guns, folks. They don't care about any of the facts. She just went after all of you on CBS this morning saying this. And I believe that it is possible, it has to be possible, that people agree that these slaughters have to stop. 
And this is, again, reject the false choice and stop pushing it for sure. Stop pushing the false choice Mm -hmm. that this means everybody's trying to come after your guns. That is not what we're talking about. Well, you're certainly not going after the guy that did it. You're certainly not telling the truth about an ISIS sympathizer, an anti-Trump guy that did it. You're pushing legislation that we know would have had no bearing on the outcome of this shooter. I mean, they were ready for this, folks. The Democrats were ready to pounce. They were all in here. They were all in on this. This culture, the country, this country has a culture of arrogance is what CNN's mud had to say, unleashing on Americans and our gun culture, saying, how dare you not understand where we are right now? Uh, um, You you keep talking about mental health, Phil, here, and I want to read you what the brother of the suspect told CNN. He always suspected someone was behind him. Someone was chasing him. We kept a close eye on him when he was in high school. He would say, someone is chasing me. Someone is investigating me. And we're like, come on, man, there's nothing. He was just closing into himself. So if you hear that and you're investigating this, what do you think? What do you do? Boy, I have two views. Uh, the, the first is be careful. Do we want people who, uh, who are friends or family calling federal authorities or state authorities and saying my friend or family shouldn't have a weapon? How are you, how are you supposed to investigate this at the state and, and local or the federal level? That's, you know, there's 330 million people. Uh, I think people who say that are saying things that are appropriate, but there's a there's a simpler answer. Look, this will offend you. I'm an American. I'm a proud American. But we live in the United States of arrogance. If you look at educational standards in this country, they are mediocre because we cannot look to Asia and Europe and say somebody has a better way. If you look at access to health care in this country, we are mediocre because we cannot look to Asia and Europe and say other people have better access. We should learn. If you look at violent crime and suicide by weapon and you look at Asia and Europe, we simply look at America and say we're exceptional. We cannot look at other countries and say we can learn. This country has a problem with arrogance, John, and you're seeing it in spades when we're dealing with these uh, violent crimes. What's the. So so you notice he didn't say anything there, but we're going to attack all the arrogant Americans who believe that our Second Amendment's valuable. This country is a culture of arrogance with the United States of arrogance. They're CNN for you this morning. They're coming after your guns at all costs, and they will not stop until they get them. And they will lie about what the outcome would have been if they even had the laws they're demanding that would have been passed. The laws that they're demanding right now would have had no influence on this shooting, and we know it because of Colorado's laws on guns. All right, lastly, please help us uh, get this podcast out to your family and friends. If you can take a screenshot of you listening to this podcast, post it on social media, tell people uh, about this podcast, share it with your Second Amendment uh, family and friends who would want to watch this, uh, or I should say listen to this, please, please help us spread the word as Facebook has silenced us still. Uh, we still cannot connect with any of you on Facebook. So without you guys telling the world about our podcast, uh, the left, they hope it just disappears. Thanks for your help. See you back here tomorrow. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear. 
and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.